it is time for us to hear the word of God. Are you ready? Are you ready to hear the word of God? Come on, let's rise up to our feet and let's receive the speaker of the day, our mom. Come on, let's honor the woman of God. Let's appreciate her. Thank you very much. I love you too. Give somebody for me high five. Tell them she loves you. Amen. And serve the devil with a notice and tell the devil, I'm still here. Oh, do it as I did. I'm still here. Oh, very good. Put your hands together one more time and get up, make a chat. Amen. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Did you have a good week? I did have one, especially after Sunday Kigo show. I did have a good Sunday. It is so, so nice to see every one of you. It gives me a, gr a great joy to when we get together, especially for a service that is interdenominational where other pastors and other shepherds come. And also when our covenant partners would also gather together. Allow me to appreciate our national mother. She's in the house. Excellence, we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you for loving God. And thank you for being an example of a woman who fears and fears and honor God. It reminds me one time just during the campaigning time. And God gave us a word that uh, in the days of Deborah, the streets were deserted. And there was no life in the villages. But when Deborah arose, when she arose, there was life again in the cities. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Excellency. Our pastoral team. We thank God for you and all the ministers. Pastors from the Pastors Fellowship, would you all stand? The pastors and pastors from the Pastors Fellowship, would you all stand? We appreciate every one of you. You are very special. You may have your seats again. Thank you. Asante. It's a great joy for me to stand and share the love of God and continue to stay on the prophetic word that God has given us as a nation, as a people and as a church. How many know the Bible says that we prophesy in parts? Meaning you can never ever exhaust everything at once. Let me see if I can uh, uh, go straight to the word because today I would love us to have a, a uh, a, 
a prayer. I want us to lift up our nation against all the nonsense going on honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Since, since politics is over now, we need to build the nation, isn't it? So, yes, uh, so we will stand together in a prayer so that we can bring our nation together. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday was an amazing Sunday when we had uh, uh, Pastor Joshua. He delivered a very powerful message on the tabernacle of David. And when you think about the tabernacle of David, David's tabernacle was basically on worship. In the book of Acts chapter 15, God said, I will return and I will restore the tabernacle of David, which is foreign. Meaning the, the worship that David brought forth has fallen. And he said, so that the mankind may seek, even the Gentiles may seek, the face of the Lord. How many know that we were not born due, we have been adapted to the family of God. So God, in other words, is talking about us being the Gentiles. And specifically then the writer says, who are called by the name of the Lord. Mwandishi. We are those called by the name of the Lord. And as Pastor Joshua was going on with the message, he also spoke about the returning of the Ark of the Covenant. Remember when they had gone up to war and the Ark of Covenant had been captured by their enemies. Meaning the God who lived in the box was no longer with them had, was with the enemies. And we see one of the things that the King David did when he got, no. one of the major things King David did was to get back the act of the covenant. What I like about David bringing back the Ark of the Covenant, the Bible says, David danced with all his might. I mean the boy was spinning. And remember he had already become a king. His wife who happened to be King Saul's daughter, who knew the protocol of the house that a king does not behave like that. She was so upset with him. And the Bible says she despised him. But guess what happened? God shut her womb. She never got a baby till she died. When you see me dancing, don't give me an attitude. Let me dance like David did. If you see me spinning an amount of order, it is just that I'm so much in love with this God. Hey, all the worshippers, hallelujah. This is a time to take a tambourine and praise the Lord. Because the Lord is good to us. Amen. So we, 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 that was an amazing because I am coming to exactly that 
Hiyo ni ajabu kwa jina nataka kukuja katika hiyo alipokuwa kiwinga akisema kwamba huo ni ujumba wangu. The theme of uh, of 2023 Mada ya mwaka 2023 is from the book of Ezekiel the 34th chapter. Kutoka Ezekiel sura ya 34. And actually is that we ought also to read what is said in front as we continue Inta- but the theme is verse number 26 God said I will make them Thanks be to God that we are those who are being made and those who are now made And God says I will not only make you but I will also make all the places around my hills to be a blessing And the Bible says I will cause showers to come down in their season We were panicking about the rains And I told you something It was out of season if it rained in January. It would have been out of season if it rained in February. None of us would have planted our sukuma. Because we would think it was fair. But when the season Somebody else will get this tomorrow when they need gumboots. You know I live in a county where you need gumboots. But when you come to church and you want people to think you wear high heels, then you, you change. God said I will send showers in their not in our season but in their season there shall be showers of blessings Pastor Kaunga got my attention a few weeks ago when he introduced a story on where the children of Israel were at the time God gave this word because at the time God was speaking to the children of Israel the priesthood had been abusive and corrupted the priests were out of order and God said prophesy to the shepherds prophesy against the shepherds you don't want God to prophesy against you prophesy against them and let them know I will establish one shepherd over them a good shepherd and he shall feed them I will come back to that so today we're looking at Ezekiel the theme I will make them and I want us to look at the making of God. I will make them. I want us to look at a man who was made by God called David. So, 
the reason David was able to write Psalms number 23 for us to enjoy 2023. How I many that, that is not a coincidence? That Psalms number 23, I want to dedicate it for 2023. All right. Yeah. But I will still come back to that Psalm. And I want, to, I want to suggest something. If David had no wilderness experience, he would not have qualified to write Psalms number 23. Because it, 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 would, not, it would not be his story. At a given time, I will come back and we're going to go through Psalms number 23. But allow me to go through uh, to go to the Genesis and to dig the genealogy of David. Very, very interesting story. This takes us back to the story of Ruth and Naomi. And remember that, uh, that uh, Ruth, uh, Ruth, Ruth was just adapted into the family of God. She wasn't. In actual fact, her story was not even nice because she was a Moabite. But when you look at the, at the gospel of Matthew, as Matthew begins to write on who begotten who, we see that Ruth married Boaz. And when they got married, they begot Obed. And Obed Obed is the man who fathered Jesse. Jesse also begotten David. So Isaiah prophesying concerning the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. We see the true vine. Jesus says, I am the true vine. So Isaiah, the 11th chapter, from the stem of Jesse, a branch shall grow out of his roots. Mark the word the roots. Because whatever is grown from the root, it will stand at all times. So Isaiah introduces the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And these are many, many years. And he said, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. Please, you can read that when you go home and I'm sure you will be blessed. So Isaiah is prophesying the plan of God of raising a Messiah who happens to be a savior who would come from the roots of Jesse. Interesting enough, the righteous branch of Jesse's house was David. While the stem that should grow of the root 
was the Messiah, Jesus Christ. I want to draw to your attention something very interesting. Isaiah prophesied took 40 generations between Jesse and Jesus Christ. So today, please note two words. The stem and the branch. We are the branches. And Jesus said any branch that does not bear fruit, it should be chopped. So this gives us a better understanding of Jesus Christ and also his mission. Now you can understand Jesus hanging on a tree, he had to be hanged on a tree to redeem us from the curse of sin. In other words, the tree of death became Came the tree of redemption. Having said that, I want us to look at the life of David. So that for, I was just trying to come up with that so that we can have a bit of an idea where we are coming from. Giving a us a better understanding. We all know very well by now. David is a man who was made by God. Many times I've stood on this platform have made a statement. God's person, God's process. In other words, if God will make you for himself, he must take you through the process. And that's what Ezekiel is trying to tell us. I will make them, I will make you. And I will not only make you, but I'll also make the places around my hill, which happen to be the house of God, actually. I'm reminded in January when I shared a picture that the Holy Spirit drew for me on Joseph. That was on the 28th night of December last year. And I showed that the life of Je Joseph, the reason he stood ground, he understood that there was an assignment and a mandate he needed to fulfill. Joseph understood that he had a dream that he needed to interpret for the king of Egypt. And remember that Joseph, when he entered into a place of his assignment which was in Egypt, he also restored dignity over his family that they became. I've now figured out something. When God gives you a dream, when God gives you a word, the reason he gives you that word in advance, it is so that you can wage war with that word. You, you put up a fight with that word. As Timothy talks about that in the first book of Timothy. So today I want to ask you, do you have a promise? Do you have a word? Do you have a dream? Let me now think 
think of it. I want to come back to the message of David. I have a problem of Jesse. A major problem with Jesse. Maybe if when we get to heaven, I'll ask Jesse I have several questions to ask him. Jesse, what was in your mind? You are blessed with eight sons. You pick the baby in the family, the last born. You send the baby into the wilderness to take your few sheep. Exposing this child to dangers. Jesse, what was in your mind? Let me think about Jesse had seven sons. But he picks David. And sent David into the wilderness. To look after his sheep. My question is. Why did you send the firstborn. Who had muscles. Who could fight wild animals. Why would you pick the baby in the house. I'll come to you about the baby in the house. And you send this baby into the wilderness. But while David was in the wilderness. The Bible clearly shows us there were wild animals. Because David had a confrontation with a bear. He had a confrontation with a lion. But he killed him. I'm going to come back to that. This is to the expense. I cannot believe that the other boys, the other seven boys are enjoying being in the home with the petty with their domestic animals, pussy cats and dogs. The baby is thrown in the wilderness to confront lions. That's why I'm saying I have a problem with Jesse. You know, pussy, come here. Hi, honey. What's wrong with you, Jesse? It shows to me Jesse's seven sons were lazy men and idols. All they could do was to take care of their domestic animals, not the wild animals. For a moment time, would you allow me if we check, I uh, know uh, many times, maybe previous, some previous years, I spoke on wilderness or the desert experiences. Allow me today to say to us, the back at the back of the desert, the so-called wilderness, it is the making place for every man of God. God makes his people and prepare them at the back of the desert. The reason God takes you back into the wilderness to make you, if you have an assignment that is comes from God, ordered by God, I guarantee you today, even if you fast 40 days, imagine God will throw you in the wilderness. And I will show you why. In other words, God does not use anything made in China. Please. If you are made in China, God will put you on a shelf. 
hell. And you will dust yourself, but he will never touch you. Prepare yourself this morning to be made by God. And that's why Ezekiel prophesies and says, I will make them and the places around them. So as God makes you, he also makes this platform. Anything around you is in the making. So we have seen that the best place for God to make somebody is at the back of the desert. I was taken to the desert. The wilderness. But when you're in the wilderness, God doesn't even give you a sign, you know. You know, believers, we are experts in saying, God showed me. You know? It doesn't show you anything. He throws you there. You feel forsaken. You know, I, I showed you some picture. When I visited a royal house and I'm in the palace with... Uh, you know, with greatness. And then imagine, you know, I was with, uh, with, uh, with uh, the prince uh, of Sweden who was going to be the king of Sweden and we are taking pictures and I'm thinking, this looks nice. When God took me into the wilderness, photographs finished. Finished. You become a stammerer. Like Moses. Jesus. You are so killed that you lose even your voice. So number one, you may want to write this. The wilderness on the back of the desert is a place where you die to self and selfishness. Number two, the back of the desert, you die to the praises of man. You know when men start to praise you? Oh, these days you are looking so nice. You've lost weight, you look 16. Oh, we don't know what is happening on your face. Wilderness, you die to praises of men. Number three. God deals with your character issues. He sharpens you, he molds you, he presses you. All those things come handy. Why? In preparation for your assignment or destiny. Number five. A wilderness is undeveloped, undeveloped place. You know there are shrubs, there are thorns, there are stones. There is, nobody has ever lived there. So in the, in the wilderness is where negatives are processed to positive. Because it's a place of darkness. Number six. Uh, the wilderness is empty. It's a space of 
where it's so hostile. Ni mahali ambapo hapakaliki. Nothing works. Hakuna kitu kinafanya kazi. Number seven. Ya saba. Ah, in the wilderness. Kule nyikani. There are no walking paths. Hakuna njia zimetengenezwa za kutembea. Why? Kwa nini? Because there are no people who walk on those spaces. Hakuna watu wanatembea kule. Unless they are sent there on assignment IQ. Pengine tu wametumwa katika kazi fulani kama wewe. So there are no particular paths where you can say I'm I'm finding my way. Kwa hivyo hakuna njia unaweza ukasema kwamba mimi najua ninaenda wapi. I'm sure even GPS cannot get it. Nina hakika hata GPS haiwezi kukupata. It will fight and rebel. It pigana na iasi given order from from the above ikipatiwa amri kutoka juu so number 8 we are still looking at, at the wilderness ya nane tunabali tunaendelea kunaangalia kule nyikani there is no food hakuna chakula there are no kiosk no restaurants hakuna vioski hakuna mali pa kukula there are no modern eateries hakuna kwamba hoteli za kisasa meaning you don't have a menu in the wilderness kumaanisha kwamba wewe hauna orodha ya vitu ambavyo unatakana kukula kule nyikani if you eat chips there are no fries in the wilderness ya kwamba wewe ukitaka kula chips hakuna vitu vya kukaanga kule potatoes grow in farms not in the wilderness yazi vinamea mashambani lakini sio kule nyikani but still in the wilderness lakini hata hivyo kule nyikani god develops hunting skills Mungu to you and gives them to you anakupatia mbinu za uwindaji na anakupatia and not only how to hunt na sio tu jinsi ya kuwinda he also shows you on what to eat and what not to eat atakuonesha utakula nini na how utakula nini i know somebody may be thinking uh oh na mtu when it was time for god to deal with elijah wakati ilipofika mungu kumshughulikia elijah and he was divinely ordered to go into the wilderness the same god ordered meals and transport for the for the messenger who was going to take the food mungu akaamurisha chakula na yule ambaye atampelekea chakula he was given a menu of eating twice a day that that was five star yeye akapatiwa ya kwamba orodha ya kukula mara mbili kwa siku hii ilikuwa nzuri and god made you he did not send a nice bird he sent a raven na mungu akahakikishia kwamba hakumtuma ndege mwema lakini alimtuma yule kunguru that bother us when we are having our partners when we start eating ambao inatusumbua kwa tuko na mikutano yetu hapa ya wenza tunapoa Something very greedy so God so Elijah would know this must be the hand of God. Kitu ambacho ni lafi zaidi ambacho hata Elijah akajua huu ni mkono wa Mungu. You know minister if that meat was not eaten halfway. Unajua mudumare kama ile nyama haikuliwa nusu. Then you know the hand of God was on it. Unajua hakika mkono wa Mungu uko mahali Can we have a talk today in the house? Tuzungumze leo katika nyumba. So twice a day it was being surprised. Na kama mara mbili kwa siku basi ilikuwa anapatiwa. There is no bottled water in the wilderness. Hakuna maji ya chupa kule nyikani. Even Elijah was shown a brook where to drink the water. Hata Elijah alionyeshwa chemichemi ambayo ilitakana anywe maji kutoka pale. That is how God does that, some of these things. Because in the wilderness you are disconnected. from people. Kwa watu and go and you are, you have god for yourself na wewe uko tu na mungu peke yake so that god can have you for himself ili mungu awe na wewe kwa ajili yake without any distraction bila hali ya usumbufu without any interference bila hali ya kuingiliwa 
That's why God shields you. But you figure that another day. This is where you learn to hear the voice of God. You discern how God speaks. When you get into the palace, it is too busy. You don't have time to hear. You are there to work. You are dependent is no longer CO2 on men but on God himself. I said it's a wrong place where you have God for yourself and by yourself. Number 10, at the back of the desert, I may also say there are no showers. You know the way you say, ah, there are no showers. There are no to That's why God will always send a brook to find to find to find its way in the wilderness. So you drink water, clean water for free. That has passed through beautiful environment. Now we are speaking about environment. Now we are speaking about clean air. There is no cleaner air and environment like in the desert. So at the back of the desert, you will be shown a brook where you can wash and drink. And also at the back of the desert, you become an expert in design learning leaves that are medicinal. Leaves that you can use and they become like shampoo. You know the problem we have in Africa. When God picks us from the mentality of villages and we get showers, we think that our forefathers didn't wash. In actual fact, they used to wash, and when I was growing up, I found some leaves that they used to to use to apply on the body, which produced like a shampoo. So when you are at the back of the desert, you figure them out. Allow me to say, the best training school is the back of the wilderness. At the back of the desert is where you learn to exercise the God-given authority. When you need peace, when you need to sleep, God will make you rise up and silence every noise around you. Any animal, anything that is making and disturbing you, God puts you in charge. When you command squirrels not to move, you need sleep. They will not move even an inch. That is where you know the divine uh, will of God. 
Matthew 4 speaks about Jesus being in the wilderness for 40 days. Jesus after fasting for so many days, 40 days and 40 nights, he's taken by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted, to be tried. So in, at the back of the desert, he met the devil face to face. You know this jumping all over the place. I bind you, I bind you, and you have nothing to bind. Satan, I bind you, I bind you. At the back of the desert is where you meet the devil himself. So Jesus met the devil at the back of the desert. And the devil said to him, if you be the son of God, if you be the son of God, how many know Jesus did not respond? Jesus did not have to prove to the devil he was the son of God. So now I'm also taking care of all this so-called spiritual warfare. And I remember many years ago, <laughs> there was a time that uh, there were some doctrines that arrived in the country from a country I don't want to mention. Where everything was, the people were smelling and sensing demons. They say the, the Q-Tex, that mean the polish, nail polishes were made out of blood of Satanists. I told them, if you don't, if you have a problem, just bring them over to my house. I have no problem. Oh, people are carrying holy communion when they come to your house. Because they always tend to thought, they were thinking that your house is a headquarter of the demons and devils. There was so much nonsense going on. And I remember one of the authors of, uh, of Satanism and all that called Rebecca Brown came to the country. And I fell out with her because we had a confrontation. I asked her, Rebecca, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? She says, no. I told her, I'll never touch your book because if it is not inspired by the Holy Spirit, I will not read it. I introduced her to people whom Bob knows very well, whom were taken, I mean demons, real demons. Do you know she ran out? I, I brought in a woman. They were practicing all these evil dirty things with even very high learned people. Can you let me tell you something? Sometimes now, even PhD they cannot help people. I would rather go to standard one and two. You you know you know they, they then I had prayed for a certain woman who was barren for nine years. And she got a child by the name Faith. When she, when she was initiated in this 
occultish thing. They said they would never they would never accept that baby. So they said we will kill this baby. Or you return the baby where you got it from. I will never ever forget this. But I, although I'm never impressed by the devil, you know. We were having a small prayer meeting. We used to have watchdogs. But apparently, no watchman saw the woman climb over the fence and no dog barked. But I had a knock at the door where we were praying. I opened the door. Guess what? The manifestations of the devil that I saw. Although I'm never impressed. If then, even if the devil will hang on the air, I'll say, that's all right. The little baby that was being brought to me became a monkey. <laughs> she started jumping all over the place and scratching everybody. The mother got characteristics of a snake. Half of the tongue is out. So I know this is drama. Never get impressed by the enemy. Never get impressed. I have been in the mission field. And I have seen all sorts of these things. So after two hours or so, the woman is pinned down finally. She's, she's set free. A little bit out of the norm. She drinks about seven glasses of water without stopping. Do you see even here? You see that he makes you tired. Why are you drinking a dram of water? <laughs> Those are things, don't get impressed. The little baby who was a monkey, I got her and she fell asleep. And that, that baby was supposed to be killed. Why? Because she came from the Lord. So meaning anything that has the fingerprints of God, hell cannot accommodate it. Back to my message on the wilderness. So the wilderness, in other words, is where we are defined as to whom we are in God through Jesus Christ. I think that was number 12. Number 13. At the back of the desert, you discover purpose, you discover assignment you are sharpened and shaped for destiny. While David was a young boy at the back of the desert, worshippers, listen to me, his ministry of worship was birthed in the wilderness. And that's where he got the skills of the heart. 
na hapo ndipo alipata ya kwamba ustadi katika kucheza ile kinani that is where he sings Psalms number 23 for year 2023. Hapo ndipo alipoimba Zaburi 23 kwa mwaka 2023. Because he developed skills. Kwa ajili yeye akapata kuwa na ile ustadi. And for this reason na many many years we have been able to enjoy this psalm. Miaka mingi tumeweza kuifurahia Zaburi hii. I want me to say boldly. Niruhusu kusema kwa ujasiri. If you have never ever been in the wilderness or at the back of the desert. Kama haujawahi kuwa kabisa nyuma ya jangwa. You don't deserve to be in the palace. I said if you have never experienced the wilderness. If you have always been served with a silver platter. You don't deserve the palace. I love the story of our president. He did not grow up in a state house. He grew up in the villages. He educated himself. That's why he can understand. A hustler movement. The poor people. Why? Because he has been broke. Don't tell me he sold chickens every day. Sometimes he didn't have customers. So at the back of the desert is where you are prepared for the palace. If you have never paid a price to be in the palace, even if you enter the palace, you will mess people. Why? Because you are undone. So, but when time came, after David had been at the back of the desert, and time came and now David is about getting ready for the next level. God created a very interesting situation. Uh, the situation was to demonstrate a boy made, not made in China, but made by God behind the in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 the bible says that the Philistines gathered themselves together on one side of the mountain and on the other side the children of Israel in between them was a valley and this is where God is about to demonstrate a boy made by God in the desert on one side were the enemies of God. And the enemies of God had a champion. From their camp, the camp of the Philistine called Goliath. Fully dressed in military. A man of war. He screamed to God's covenant people. Give me a man. Bring a man of my size, my height. Israel had nobody. But remember, this man was a giant. So for sure, these people, that God's covenant people, did not have anybody to fight for them. The champion presented himself 40 days. 
morning and evening wearing the children of Israel down asking them to raise up a man and send the man. At that very moment, a boy made by God at the back of the desert appears. He goes and stands and watch this scenario of a giant man whom he had never seen, I'm sure. At this time, remember, he's a boy in the wilderness. Maybe he had just come to say hello to his father, then he was told to take food to his brothers. When the champion appeared, the children of Israel took off for their lives. Now Israel had no man. They had nobody to go for them. They had nobody to stand with them. King Saul sent a message just to see if he can get a volunteer He said the offers were number one if you volunteer to meet this giant, number one, Central Bank of Kenya will move to your house. You will be so wealthy, it will be unbelievable. Because King Saul knew this would be a man, not a woman, he said, second offer will be, you will get the king's daughter for free to be your wife. The third offer, your house will be exempted from KRA. Taxes. Wasn't that good offer? Well, King's daughter and tax exemption, and not only you, but your entire family, anybody who carries your family name. Kerry was not supposed to come near you. I think I had mentioned before that Joseph's brothers were not good to Joseph. Let me show you something. Look at the reaction of David's brother. They asked David, Whom have you left the few sheep with in the wilderness? Look at them. They are twin brothers, also with like this Joseph's brothers. Finally, David is able to plead his case to the king. And it was told about David. But when David is taken to the generals and the militaries, they said, this is an embarrassment. This is a child. 
Why are you taking a child? Let no man despise you, baby. They may think you are a child. But I assure you, you are rooted. So while David was being taken to, he, he started giving a testimony. He said, while I kept my father's sheep, the lion came on them. A bear came on them. I took the lamb out of the mouth. And so the testimony was heard. And David said, I went after them. I delivered the lamb out of their mouth. And so this Philistine, let not your hearts be troubled. For the Lord, he shall be, he shall be one, one, of, one of these things that I kill, like a bear or a lion. The like. Lord will deliver me out of his hands. Let me serve you with a warning church. When you come out of the wilderness and you are made by God, never ever accept to take King Saul's armor. When you come from the back of the desert, let's seize King Saul's armor. Because you are not going to war by the armor that came, comes from him. Remember at the back of the desert you are trained by the Holy Spirit. And this is why the Bible says in the same uh, chapter the battle is the Lord's. That's why God wasn't looking for a champion among God's covenant people. So David declined King Saul's armor. And I have a question for you, King Saul. If your armor would have won the battle, why didn't you put yourself the armor and go and fight Goliath? Uh-huh, that's for another day. So David, as I finish, he brought a great victory over the children of Israel. He took Goliath with only one stone, not two stones, one stone. For a stupid, foolish Goliath, he did not need five stones. Because five is the number of grace. He needed one stone, which was killed, thrown, by David and it sank on his forehead. When he fell, the people thought and that he was pretending. And I believe this is why David ran and cut his head off. And when David raised the head of Goliath, the Philistines took off for their lives. Look at the people who are running away again from Goliath. They pursued the Philistines. Just because of a boy made by God. I want to be made by God. Just a boy made by God. At the back of the desert. David. 
He stood before King Saul. And I'm telling you, he was given everything, even the babe, the girl. The Bible says in, in, in uh, the, uh, uh, first Samuel, chapter 16, just before I finish, I, don't want, I want to come back to that. So that we can have a better understanding about the desert. When prophet Samuel went to Jesse's house to anoint a king. How comes that David was not there? God has a way of preserving you. God has a way of keeping you from defilement. So, so King David, David at this time was at the back of the desert when the prophet visited the house. So Jesse paraded seven sons. As they were passing, like they are doing catwalk. From the first one, God said, rejected. 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 Someone now is asking, do you have another boy? And he said, sure, let me call the mother. The one whom is there, we know he's not the one. The ones that come out by mistake. So you're even embarrassed because of overage. Samuel said, today, I'm dealing with the kamusho musho. Go bring the kamusho musho. Oh, somebody doesn't know what I'm preaching about. You may look like you are the last, but the last shall be the first, and the first shall be the last. I wish somebody knows I'm talking about something today. So Samuel said, I cannot sit down with this horn of oil until that little thing you are saying in the desert comes in. I know I have talked about David. He had no protocol. He had no church manners. He was smelling like the sheep. He was whistling like he's whistling to the sheep. The brothers start to kind of educate him. David, take it easy. There is a man called the prophet. Don't whistle. Don't talk unless he talks to you. You know the Bible talks about his beautiful hair. Pastor Bob, there, were no, there was no barbers there. So his curled hair was all over the place. David appeared before someone, smelling like the sheep. Pastors, you better appear before the shepherd. The good shepherd, smelling like the sheep. You know, shepherds, we think that the sheep need to take care of us. We need to take care of them. Until you smell like them. Love the sheep until you smell like the sheep. So that's what I wanted to mention about David. He was already in the wilderness. So they sent 
for him to come today. Leo. I say finish. You may be the black sheep in the family. Maybe always when even family meetings are called. They don't remember you because you don't have one of those big modern fonts. Maybe you even where you stay. There are no networks. But let me tell you something. If you are coming from the wilderness, God said, I will make you. And you are in the making of God. So today my assignment is simple to come and say to us, if you are being made by God, you are in the will of God. You are in the plan of God. I know I'm talking to a people who are coming from from the back of the desert, the wilderness, COVID-2019, three years of distress, three years of pain. Maybe even your story did not start with COVID. Maybe your story started before COVID. Maybe before, before and after. You've been counting losses. You've got nothing to show. The state of hopelessness and joblessness. Financial is totally shaken. I am today addressing survivors of circumstances. But God assigned me to come and say, you are a David. You are a jewel. You are in the making of God for a great assignment. So, 20, uh, Ezekiel 43, you are a candidate. You qualify. And that's why God says, I will send showers of blessings to come in their season. Do not panic. Even if you think that you are not seeing the season, God will order the season your way. Your season is coming. The showers of blessings are coming. The reason you have not given up this time, even when the devil suggested you give up, the reason you never gave up is because you are born to win. I say from your mother's womb, whether you are born on the road or in the maternity home, you are born to win. And I'm here to say, winners never quit, and quitters never win. Give a winner another winner, high five, tell them we are together. We are together in this thing. So someone... Somebody here today is still holding on. As I invite Minister Raymond, I conclude with Psalms 34. Many, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Ooh, hear me again. Many, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God. Look at somebody and tell them, but God. It doesn't matter what was said before, the entire and the entire 
chapter verse has changed when it says, but God. Afflictions are there. They are facts. But, but now there is but God. But God will deliver him out of them Today, as I finish, are you being afflicted? Have you suffered loss? Where are you standing today? David made a choice and said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Father, we thank you. Stand up, stand up in the house. Stand up in the house. Who can, who can identify with David's story? Who is at the back of the desert? If you're not at the back of the desert, maybe I was not assigned to you. But God told me, go and tell every person who is at the back of the desert, I, the Lord, will make them. Make them. Make them. I will fashion them. I will mold them. I will shape them. I will make them become. When I get them out, they will be my choice, my choice servant like David. I want you to know you may be broken, disgusted. But I guarantee you today, take God at his word. God is creating a palace for you. Somebody is about to come from the back of a ghetto and enter into a palace. God is creating a palace for you. Some, some, I know somebody is saying, oh, I've been here for a long time. The longer the better. Because you'll be able to speak as God would want you to speak. Raise up your hand as Minister Raymond can begin to speak. The power is in speaking. Open your mouth. Begin to wage war with the word that God has given us. And David stood out and fought for his people. When Israel did not have a, a champion, David the little boy became their champion. There is a spirit inside you of becoming. Begin to raise your voice to God. God has preserved your life. God has kept you for a time such as this. Raise your voice. Speak to your father. Speak to God. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. If you are at the back of the desert, today God says, raise Raise your voice. Raise your voice. I can hear you. I can hear you. Somebody need to scream and say, God, I'm here. I'm here at the back of the desert. Oh God, I'm here at the back of the desert. Begin to raise your voice. Don't look at your neighbor. Maybe your neighbor is not in the desert. Maybe they are already in the palace. Raise your voice and say, Lord, send help. Here I am. Come on, somebody. Which war? Which war? With the word of Ezekiel 34. Lord, I'm in the making. Continue to make me. 
So when you make me, I will shine of your presence, your glory. Come on, somebody. Wait, war. Come on, someone pray. pray. Just soak this house. Soak this house with your prayers. Come on, church. Soak this house with prayer. Let the heavens hear your prayer. Let the heavens hear your prayer. Come on, get out of your seat and begin to walk around. We have time, we have time, we have time. Come on, someone get aggressive in the presence of God. You have heard a prophetic voice. You have heard the word of God this morning. Come on, someone get aggressive. Come, come on, get aggressive. Begin Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Pray, pray, pray in this house in the name of Jesus. Let the weak say, I am stronger. If you're joining us online, pray in the name of Jesus. From whatever denomination, pray. Old or young, begin to pray, begin to pray. We are intercessors. You are a man and a woman under assignment. You are a man and a woman of prayer. Begin to lift up your voice. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Begin to testify the word of God in the name of Jesus. You are coming out of the desert, coming out of the desert, coming out of the wilderness with a praise in your mouth in the name of Jesus. Pray, church, in the name of Jesus. Every crooked path is becoming straight in the name of Jesus. If you have not prayed, this is the hour to pray. If you have not called on the name of the Lord, this is the hour to pray. For all men and women ought to pray and not faint. God, we give you praise. We give you honor. Ezekiel said, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This morning in the name of Jesus, every dry bone, hear the word of the Lord. Every dry bone, hear the word of the Lord. Is someone praying? Is someone praying? Is someone praying? This is the third month of 2023. This is the month of resurrection. Every dry bone is coming back to life in your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, Rakasatarabanamashanda. Kira Sotorobonamashanda Robozaya. Era Sakatarabanamashanda Robozaya.
Oh God, we give you thanks. Now begin to pray for the nation of Kenya. Begin to pray for Kenya. Begin to pray for Kenya. Daniel said, Power and might belongs to you. You are the one who raises kings. You are the one who brings down kings. You are the one who changes times and seasons. Begin to decree a season of increase for the nation of Kenya. A season of abundance for the nation of Kenya. Kenya shall yield for the blessing for its inhabitants. You are the inhabitant of the nation of Kenya. Is someone praying? Do we have intercessors? Do we have watchmen standing over the walls of Kenya? Justice be our shield and defender. May we dwell in unity. Plenty be found within our borders. Plenty the abundance of God everywhere across the sanctuary begin to pray in the tent begin to pray online in your house begin to pray David said give ear to my words O God and consider my meditation Hearken to the voice of my cry, my God and my King. For early in the morning shall you hear my voice. Yes, my voice you shall hear in the morning. Pray this morning. Pray this morning. Pray this morning. David said, when my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Is someone praying this morning? Is someone praying this morning? As you begin to pray, as you pray this morning, the balm of Gilead, the oil of gladness for morning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, all the beautiful ashes is coming in your life in the name of Jesus, over your family, over your children, over your business, over your workplace, over everything. And the Lord shall bless everything that concerns you in the name of Jesus. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities. Pull down every principality that is trying to speak over our nation. Rakasata Rabana Mashanda. Oh, if you're sick this morning, receive your healing in the name of Jesus. If you came to this house, weak and heavy laden, come back with the Lord of care, precious Savior, and steal your refuge. Receive the strength from Almighty God. May Jehovah Rapha, may Jehovah Jireh, may Jehovah Sabaoth, may Jehovah El Shaddai, may Jehovah Sikenu come through for you in the name of Jesus.
For they that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do great exploits. You are a winner. You are not a loser. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The prophet of God said this morning that if the mark of God is in your life, the devil cannot accommodate you. This morning in the name of Jesus, the fingerprints of God are upon your life. I say the fingerprints of God are in your life in the name of Jesus. For you have not received a spirit of fear, but you have received a spirit of power. A spirit of power. A spirit of power. And a sound mind. You are more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you believe it, put your hands above your head and give him praise and give him praise and give him praise. My God, what a word this morning. If you have been blessed like I have, why don't you give God praise and give him thanks. Wow. Wow. Come on, appreciate the prophet of God. What a message this morning. Are you glad that you came to the house of God? Are you glad that you are in the house of God? Thank you for kicking out the blankets and coming to the house of God. There is always a rema word. When you come, you will hear something that will push you to the next level in the name of Jesus. The mark of God is over your life. You are coming out of the desert. Not a loser, but a winner. You're coming out of the wildernesses in your life. And God is going to sit you together with the princes of his people because the mark of God is in your life. In the name of Jesus. Appreciate the prophet of God. Come on, appreciate her as you take your seat.